0: Welcome back to another episode of Her Daily Drive. I'm Sarah, and these podcasts are here to inspire and encourage you to find your daily drive in Jesus through hearing lots of different stories of other women who are already on their journey with Him. speak with Bronwyn who's going to talk about trying to trust in God. Hi, my name is Bronwyn and this is my story. I was raised in a busy, loving family as the oldest of four siblings. My young years at school were difficult as I was a very shy girl, skinny with enormous buck teeth that set me apart from others. I was often teased for them and found myself struggling in friendship groups. I always had a sense of justice and would speak up against things I felt were wrong or hurtful when others were excluded. My family was my happy place with my mum, my closest trustworthy friend. We went to church on Sundays as the expected thing to do and my parents were very involved in establishing their building business. Through their hard work, I enjoyed many material privileges and benefits in my childhood that I later realised not everyone did. My parents became Christians when I was about 11, which changed my life in many ways as my dad became the pin-up for hashtag successful businessman becomes a Christian in Perth. We all appeared in regular television advertising campaigns and were taken along as a family to various churches around the city with my dad as the guest speaker. This made our family very well known, which was a double-edged sword at times, along with the many rules we had to keep up with to uphold the family name. At 12, I began a new private girls' school in the midst of all this, which initially brought a better experience of school and new friends. I wasn't allowed to do many things that my school friends were, so I was often anxious as to what others thought of me. I gave my heart to Jesus at 15, although it felt like I just transitioned into faith, as I always had gone to church. Sometimes I thought that because I had always been a good girl, I didn't have a transformational testimony like so many I heard, which meant that somehow my life was boring or less important to God. Puberty blessed me with a double A bra, braces, gangly skinniness, ongoing shyness and cellulite, all of which didn't do much for my self-image. I didn't think I could meet my own expectations of perfection I set myself. This propelled me into a period where I dieted way too much and drove my weight to unhealthy levels as I tried to be good enough, despite being a mostly A student. Oddly, it was the line that my mum shared with me one day, Why does the one who has been created... Look at the Creator and say, Why hast thou created me? This was a paraphrase from Romans that began to pivot my thinking. I began to become more healthy. However, the lie of not being good enough often crept into my adult years as I quested to be something more than I thought I was or tried to live up to other people's expectations of me. One of the verses that has been a life verse in the midst of times of challenge or anxiety is 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7. So be content with who you are and do not put on airs. God's strong hand is on you. He'll promote you at the right time. God cares for you, so turn all your worries over to Him. There are many times that I had to hold my life to God and claim this verse and trust that He knew what He was doing, which meant I had to let go of my ideal of perfectionism. Like when I dropped out of uni as I felt I wasn't good enough to be an accountant. When I was managing a department at the tender age of 22 in a large travel company. When I met and married Stuart. In 1988, after four years of on and off dating, when I had Dennis the Menace for my first child and I battled him from the beginning of his life, then when I had my second son, who was born a chronic reflux baby, who was sick and crying all the time, I battled parenthood going from disaster to disaster as my oldest son created many an adventure, thinking I would never again be clean and my experience of being a parent didn't meet my ideal of a perfect house. or me being a perfect mother of now three children. Then there were staying married and finding happiness when my successful husband seemed to always be at work and I was alone. Working in my family's business, decorating homes to be good enough for them, despite being good enough or pretty good at what I did. And then leaving a business and going to the other side of the country after 20 years being in the business. In each moment when I have felt stuck and at the end of my own limits, this verse would come into my life and pivot my thinking from trying to trusting. If I could speak to my young self, I would encourage her to be thankful for who she has been made to be, that she is unique, a one of a kind who God needs her to live her journey for the life he has for her. I have been blessed these last years as I have discovered that God loves our flawed bits, which led me to finishing a degree in human behaviour and counselling. I wouldn't have the empathy for others had it not been for my journey, which has led me to a new career helping others find who they have been made to be. Brom, when you spoke a bit about trying to trust in your testimony, what does trying look like? I think when you're always trying to be better and trying to be perfect, and it doesn't matter who we are as women, we tend to try and be something that we see someone else being. You know, whether it's we want a better school grade or, yeah, better marks at uni than someone next to us or they've got a better job than us and that sense of constantly trying to be something better. I want a better body. Like, that. we put up someone that's sometimes unrealistic and we look at, you know, all the models and that and we want their lives, Taylor Swift's life. And sadly, we're not able to see who we are so we try and be all these things rather than just be trusting of who God's made us to be and he's made us for a reason. Speaking of trusting, could you tell us a time in your life when you've had to trust God? Yeah, lots of times because I think often life never goes to plan or at least in my life. There's been a few verses that I've sort of had as my little mantras. One of them is from Jeremiah 27:11, where it says, For I, the Lord, know the plans I have for you. Um, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So that's a Bronwyn paraphrased version. But the sense that sometimes God prospers me, not materially, but in my spirit. And he does have a plan for my life when I can't see the way forward. Then alongside that verse is um, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 which many will know is trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight and it's not some of your ways, it's all of your ways and I think giving everything over to God, even the bits that we think we're in control of, sometimes they're the bits that he wants us to let go of and so he'll shake a little bit to to test us and we don't we want to hold on with like gritted fingernails that Hang on God, no, this is my bit, I know how to do this. Don't you know don't let me do um, what you want me to do. but it's it's the sense that as we let go and actually trust God, He will make paths straight. And I think even going back to when I was um just a, a young girl, that path, there were people that I thought I was meant to be um, married to or partnered with that I'd go, oh and not and not be sure and and if I'd pursued what I thought I wanted, I probably would have ended up with the wrong person and then you know through different periods of um, adulthood with raising children and things where I was often taken to my limit just with exhaustion or whatever I had to trust that God would help me to wake up the next morning that it would be a new day because I couldn't see that the sun was going to even rise the next day so I think those sorts of things I've just really tried to hold a few key memory verses that when you're in these places where you don't understand or you're scared because it's, it's not the picture that you thought it was going to be, that you're able to hold on to them and and just, I guess, have that anchor point. Bromwin, can you tell us any practical steps for wanting to trust God more? How are we get in that right frame of mind? Probably firstly, centering yourself and grounding yourself and getting over that initial anxiety. A great technique that. Um, a lovely lady Dorothy shared with me was find something that Jesus is for you. So, for me personally, it's Jesus is my peace. So, when I'm feeling incredibly anxious and can hardly function, I'll just quietly under my breath go, Jesus, you're my peace. Thank you, Jesus, you're my peace. And do it really slowly and just calm myself down. And then just hold on to a couple of key verses. Um, those ones that I've shared are, are my ones, but you know, if they're helpful to others, but where they anchor you that what we can see isn't all that's going to be. And at times when I've been incredibly anxious, I've thought, I'm never going to recover from this or it's never going to be right. And yet, like a sun sets, the sun rises and God will hold you to a new sunrise. And sometimes things that I was afraid of letting go of because of what I thought I would lose, I now realise that I wasn't meant to have them in my life and because I've trusted, I have something so much better than what I would have settled for. And I guess to encourage, particularly around choosing partners, sometimes we, we can think that someone is all we're meant to be with, but God can actually have someone even more loving and caring and waiting, um, honouring of us if we wait for them. And sometimes it's actually not necessarily we've got the wrong person, but we've got the wrong timing. And and one of the other times was um, I was going out with Stuart. It at, at was just twenty one, and I was thinking we had to get married. And, and each person's life is a different choice. But I she was able to say God needed us to break apart. And we literally drove into the driveway. And when he pulled out, we'd broken up. We hadn't had a fight or anything. But God needed us to be apart so that He could be grown to be the Christian leader that He needed as my husband, because I had um, been instrumental in leading him to Jesus. So. It was a season of 12 months that I didn't know that God was going to have for us. But I had to just trust. And if we got married, then it probably would have been a disaster because I was pushing and I was the lead in the relationship, whereas God wanted to grow him as a man. So I realise now that he had a really big part of that. Yeah, just I think it is. It's centering yourself and knowing that God does have a plan because he does love us so much. And he sees more than what we can see. We can only see just a little bit down the f- we can't even see past today. Whereas God sees today, tomorrow in five years' time. And uh, and I sort of kind of like that picture that he has all our days in his book. He's going, oh, Bromwin, seriously, wait till you get to chapter 11. You, you're stuck on chapter 5, but wait till chapter 11 comes. You don't make that decision. <laughs> And before we finish up, do you have any final words of encouragement for those listening? Just to trust God. And I think that often he brings people into our lives to be like mentors and um, encouragers. And for me, that's always been in the form of much older women. Um, even from my early 20s, I had girls that were much and ladies that were much older than me. And I have just probably gleaned from their wisdom because even some of my friends would be in the same, you know, struggles that I was so it just gave me a little bit of perspective so to encourage them that you know God will often strategically place you with women that bring you to a deeper relationship in him well thank you so much for sharing with us today my pleasure lovely to be with you (laughs) next week join us as we speak with Liz she's going to talk about anxiety and worry and her experiences as a counsellor and personally until then have a wonderful week